Well, Jeremy, let's welcome everybody to the Brigady Bro Bobs podcast. Welcome everybody to the Brigady Bro Bobs podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And this is the Brigady Bro Bobs podcast. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> There's two averageish guys going out there and trying to get it done. Welcome to the Brigady Bro Bobs running podcast. This high-energy show is all about the intersection of bro culture and the world of running. Join us as we bring our bro vibes to the pavement, discussing training tips, race recaps, and everything in between. We'll dive into the challenges and triumphs of being bros on the run, share hilarious stories, and interview inspiring runners who embody the bro spirit. Get ready to lace up your shoes and join the Brigady Bro Bobs Running Podcast for an epic journey through the miles. Let's bro it out on the roads of the trails. So good. So good. Um, this is the comeback. This is where it starts. Starts right now. <laughs> what, what are you wearing? Are you going clubbing after this? What are, you, what are you doing, dude? Is there anything on the back? Is there like flames on the back? <laughs> where, where did you even get that? <laughs> oh, dude, I just got this from Amazon. It's like, uh, why? My, I don't know. My kids are. Guys, why wouldn't I dress up for the occasion, Jeremy? Am I supposed to dress up? Do I need to get like a tuxedo? No, you already look like a fool. Look. I like you, I like the tie dye tie dye tie dye that yourself. Can we talk? <laughs> so, because this is a a podcast, not a. Some people are watching on video, of our hundreds of subs, well six subs, subscribers. <laughs> I think and most of them are my family. <laughs> my my kids my kids were super confused. One, they said. Dad, take that off immediately. Don't wear that anywhere. We don't even want you wearing it around the house. And then Stephanie couldn't figure out if they're pajamas or this is like nightclub wear. Uh, I think it's nightclub wear. It's like, uh, it's got like a Gucci vibe. Gucci? Jeremy. Don't shake your head at me like that. Jeremy. Disappointment. Bradford. I continue to feel like this is, uh, this is the limitless talk that we were having earlier today. Right. I think you were high. I am just, I am just <laughs> truly on another level. Uh, you were right. The you only analogy cocaine yeah. <laughs> to get the, you through three years. There was no cocaine. You say I'm just on. I'm just on another level. Did you record our conversation? Because if you would put it up, I guarantee. 900% of the people who listened thought you would think you were on cocaine. You were you, you were don't manic. Even, you don't even you, know how percentages work. It can only be 100% or less. 100% where, is everybody. Hey, look. hey, speaking of, that's something for me to add to my grievances when we start talking about them. But that's for a later discussion. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, get, let's get the podcast kicked off. All right, Bradford. You have your notes in front of you. I've got. I've got I, can a see, I can see the reflection. <laughs> I can see I've the got, reflection in your in your glasses. 
I've got a script. Well, look, now you can't. <laughs> so let's start the day with a little history of how we know each other. All right. Do you remember uh, what year we met? 1999. 1999. 1999. And the I was graduated. The, the year I graduated from high school and went on to the Winthrop University as a freshman. Roommates. Roommates. You were my first roommate. I wasn't your first. Roommates. Teammates. Teammates. Yeah. Two. Uh, we it was weird, man. Like, I, I didn't know what I was getting into, especially with you. Well, <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Essentially, from day one, we'd walk in. We had an <laughs> on-campus apartment. Jeremy yep. would be sitting about two feet from the TV, watching the cooking channel, squinting. <laughs> then he'd yes. screech back, look over his shoulder, and when he'd see it, us immediately change the channel. <laughs> that was so weird. Oh, dude, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> well, look, so like getting to Winthrop was weird. Okay, so I was a decent high school runner. Um. Didn't plan on going to college, honestly. And then, like, honestly, two days before classes started, Winter was like, hey, you want to come to school for us? We've got your full transcript now. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going. So I get down there the day before classes start, and I meet you. And I didn't know anybody on the team. I left everything so had I you had no had you had no communication with Ben Paxton, our coach? I had minimal communication with Ben Paxton. He coached my high school coach. Gotcha. So I kind of that's that's how I got into that situation. Um, didn't know him, um, and you were my roommate, and I was lucky enough to that I guess lucky for me that your roommate left you so I could slot that's in. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Maybe the only freshman that had an on-campus apartment. I think I was. I was quite lucky, um, except for I had you as a roommate, so that wasn't lucky at all. I had so for all the things that I did weird, you did things bad. So you would chase me around completely butt-ass naked with a butcher knife. Come at me. Or, like, you kept or, coming at me. Or track spikes. Tra look, track spikes. Brand new track spikes. Right there, razor sharp. Smashing me in the back. Right in the back and then running away. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It, 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 was, uh, it was a learning. It was learning for me to interact with people who I didn't know. And that was hard. So the cooking channel, <laughs> that Weird. was my best friend. <laughs> Weird. I'll never forget. I was just telling the story to my family of when we went to, um, it was like an Applebee's or no. TGI Fridays. Maybe it was TGI Fridays. It was, I think it was a TGI Fridays and you yeah. were just in awe. You look around and you said, this reminds me so much of a place that I go to back home. It's. It's in was were you from Virginia, Virginia Beach, Beach or no Virginia it, Beach? This little place in Virginia Beach that we always go to. It's called Bennigan's. Yep, Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so my family was very working class. We did not go out to eat. We would go out to eat, like legitimately go out to eat probably twice a year. And that was one of the places we went. And I didn't know any different. We never went on vacation. We didn't do any of that stuff. I just kind of lived my life through that. That was my whole experience. 
Virginia Beach and the world's only Bennigans. <laughs> there was only one in Virginia Beach. I don't think it's there any longer. It's been a minute. <laughs> so Jeremy and I started our relationship as teammates and roommates in 1999. Yeah. After a year of living and running together, carpooling, because I didn't have a car. You had jank. <laughs> I did have jank. Was that with that was one working nice... door? It, well, so so that was the Oldsmobile. Yeah, I had one working door. The other door was tied shut with a rope. <laughs> I had to get in and out through the passenger door. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. And then we re-roomed together in the house. That house. Whew. That, that house. Yep. <laughs> Stories in that house. And so um, that was my, my fifth year. You kind of had a car. You had Steph's car. No, my fifth year I had a car. Well, you had Steph's car occasionally. What, what Did she drive a Mercury? Uh, Yes. Yeah. The Topaz. It was a five speed. Yeah, that's it. It was a five-speed. and used With to that pop that giant clutch. light bar across the front. <laughs> yeah. We used to ride around campus, popping the R- clutch, listening to back that ass up. Rugby. <laughs> she called it rugby. You yeah. had jank and she had rugby. Two wonderful so, cars, man. So that was my fifth year in college while I was a, I don't know what I was, a student, a student coach, a student assistant. Student assistant. I did that my fifth year too. So, so let's, let's, when did you start running? Um, so I started officially running my sophomore year in high school for outdoor track. Um, that's kind of where I picked up. And then I, I ran cross country, indoor and outdoor my junior and senior year. Um, that's where I started. I wasn't very good to start. I wouldn't say I ever got really good. I just got good enough. What about good. you? I started in middle school and ran AAU, NAU, nationals, regional meets, yeah. traveled around, and then uh, – and then in high school, thought that I couldn't make the team. We had a pretty strong, strong team at my high school. And then uh, walked uh, or asked to join the team with uh, when they when they had their conference championship. So huh. missed the entire first season, but started with conference championship. Ran JV there. I think I finished like fortieth in my first JV meet. Then my next JV meet was districts, and I finished uh, finished second for is it uh, that cross country yeah yeah okay and then uh and then they moved me to varsity so ran the rest of the championship season on varsity and then um yeah told my mom i think when i was track of my freshman year that i'd get a scholarship to the carolinas to run and then lo and behold jeremy and brad meet up in the carolinas and the carolinas the yeah. South, the worst Carolina. Well, I don't know. I don't. They know might either. be I equally bad. We I, I liked where we were. Right yeah, it was great. Of, right outside so, of Charlotte. So great running, ex- like I had honestly a great running experience in college. So for the most part, never performed well, but a nope. uh, lot of lot of good friends, a uh, couple of conference championships. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I had fun running. I don't think I ever really, like you said, I never really ran well. Um, but I did make, obviously, I have you still as a friend and a number of other uh, teammates and other people who are still friends. I didn't know what I was doing when I went to college as far as a, a career. You know, people go there to learn, and I 
didn't. <laughs> I went there to. <laughs> I, I had no idea, and then Brad, you you uh, corrupted me. Correct. That's, the, fir the first that's two fair. months. The first two months, did I drink anything? I don't know. I just remember the cooking channel. Yeah, well, I didn't drink at all the first like two or three months I was there. I was like, nope, my family are alcoholics. I'm not going to do it. And then you took me to a party. A softball party. A, uh, that wasn't the first one I went to. Um, what was his? Eli. Remember Eli? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he got me drunk for the first time ever. I had three beards <laughs> and I was like three sheets to the wind. So that well, was the congratulations, first Jeremy. Yeah. What a college experience. <laughs> that was it right there. So we wrap up college. Do you run after college? Like what uh, – did you stay active in any of the running communities? I, I did. So after I left college, I didn't have a plan. I became a valet, which gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility in my schedule. Um, and I kept on running. Um, not anything crazy. You know, just 5Ks, 10Ks. I, I did a couple half marathons. Um, and then I ended up running for a running shop – or working for a running shop, uh, running, et cetera. Um, in Norfolk and Virginia Beach around where I live. Um, I did that for three years and decided that retail just wasn't for me and um, moved on. And I'm, now I'm a teacher and a coach. What do you coach? So, track. I'm the head running coach of my track and field program. Whoa. I know. It doesn't say a whole lot. Because I'm not the head coach. But what, a, what a privilege and an honor. It, well, it is. I like my kids a lot. Um, well, I meant for everybody on this listening to this podcast. What are you even talking about? A privilege and an honor to have you on our podcast. Oh, as a coach? And what a sure. <laughs> yes, you should be. You are, you, you are privileged and honored to have and listen to me on this podcast for sure. And so breaks in running? Like what's, what's oh, your – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think our stories match up pretty well, Brad. I think we get ourselves really fit for a very short period of time, and then we just let go. Let it go. <laughs> and our and our waistlines follow us. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know of two other people who can have an 80-pound swing in two years like we can. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've, I've witnessed it. I've felt it. I'm, well, I'm living I, it. I've done it multiple times. Yeah, both of us have. Yeah. What about you, Brad? Since since graduating from the college, what have your running adventures been? My running adventures. So fifth year of school when I was like a student assistant coach, never like essentially quit running and then uh, moved to Cleveland post – well – not even graduation. No well, graduation. <laughs> and so moved to Cleveland and never, never ran, got into, you know, like whatever drinking sports there was from like a flag football to softball leagues with Steph. And then uh, I think it was four years later, moved back to Charlotte and reconnected with one of our old teammates, Ashley Ackerman, who got me into cycling and uh, pursued cycling for geez, for a number of years, the went from 205 down to sub college, sub, sub yeah, college running were, weight. I went down to under 150. Yeah. You were really lean then. Yep. All I did was cycle, uh, injure myself, 
bike wrecks after bike wrecks and races. There was some level of camaraderie there. It was fun hanging out with Ashley and doing rides and being a part of that community. And then uh, with Kira coming around and Stephanie getting me out of the hospital with dislocated shoulders, he said enough was enough and uh, and decided to move on. And that, that moving on was just never running, never cycling, never doing anything active. So went again from sub 150, ballooned back up to 200 plus to, I guess it would have been like four years ago, you and I started running again, five years yeah. ago. You were the impetus for that, for it sure. It might have been five years ago with uh, some goals of qualifying for Boston's. We had some marathons on the books. I had done the yep. Cleveland Marathon. You and I did Richmond Ver Marathon. I loved it. Uh, where I just missed qualifying. And then I did Grandma's just over two years ago. When I finished Grandma's, I qualified for Boston. Uh, signed up, paid my money for Boston, got everything in the mail, and never ran a day. <laughs> Once I signed <laughs> up for the marathon, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we so, do brad do you know how many races i've signed up for in the past like two years that i have not done that philadelphia philly the 100 miler burning <laughs> one burning river 100 it, it hasn't happened yet i guess i could still technically do it not gonna do it though uh, it's just <laughs> been time after time you know you get a you get a you know, hair up your ass and you decide you want to do it and then you realize it it's work and sometimes i just don't feel like doing it all right well, that's good. That that's my entire uh, running experience, culminating to to. I guess it was uh, the intro of the last podcast. Yeah, January. If you don't, well, I know I said January sixth. <laughs> it was actually July sixth, but you win some, you lose some in the heat of the moment. Yeah, taking it back. I wish it was January right now. Seriously, so we've. You and I have talked, obviously, but the last week of training, what's it looked like for you and how's it going? So you browbeat me pretty heavily about my increase in <laughs> mileage. <laughs> You're like, oh, an average normal person who is any kind of intellect would do it at three weeks and then come down a week. So I did four weeks of build and this is my down week. I ended up last last week, the week I ended up with like 21 miles, but for the seven day span there, it was 27. Um, right now... I am sitting at 11 and I'll probably get to 17 for the week or no, I'm sitting at six and I'll get to about 17 for this week. So a little, little down pace. Uh, my pacing has been a lot better, really easy. The past couple runs, except for that's a lie. I just lied. That's a lie. I just lied. That's a lie. I just lied. Monday I blew the doors off. Oh yeah. You know, I did. I ran a whole mile hard. Seven eighteen. Wow. <laughs> what, what a stud. You know, and then you said, why did I do that? And truth be told, I just wanted to knock some of the carbon off. You know, sometimes you just need to, it's a mental, like, it's a mental refresh, right? Sometimes you just need to do it to get yourself mentally right. And I was like, can I just go and run hard for, for a second without like, and actually purposely run hard and not everything feel hard. So that's what I did. Good for you, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks. Good for you. My last week has been... Well, until today, it was epic until today. Today was a, a colossal fucking letdown. But why? Literally in every way possible. So I golfed this morning, which may have contributed to this. Came home, had 
20 Totino's pizza rolls, <laughs> which wasn't the best lunch, and it's surely not like a good pre-run lunch. And no. then, all right, just finished easily the worst run that I've had. Felt like, holy smokes, felt like a food bonk. I don't know how you get a food bonk running 10-minute uh, miles for 30 minutes. I mean, it was it was as bad as bad gets here. Anyways, that's not even the point of the story. I've been doing amazing here for three weeks, two weeks easily of uh, losing weight. Haven't been drinking any, like I've got a real ginger ale fetish. Haven't had any ginger ales empty calories, yada, 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 been, other than my coffee in the morning with the creamer, been, uh, been eating relatively clean, and, uh, you know, they say don't go shopping, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry, a food bonk in post-run has got to be worse, I have turned, this is as bad as it gets, I, uh, I got two of these just for the drive home, Classic, original goldfish. Easily, don't argue me, it's the best flavor that they make. I got bagels, because I'm craving carbohydrates. Uh, I'm already having, I got like all the supplies for for dinner tonight. I got, uh, I got movie, movie theater, Orville Redenbacher popcorn, which can't, like it's, if you're gonna buy popcorn, that's the worst kind, yet, yet the best. And then I was like, man, I'd really, when I get home, I'd, I'd love a cookie tonight. And uh, I mean, let me grab it here. Easily, that's the best cookie you could possibly buy. That's uh, a 12, it's a one, one pound, 28 ounces of cookie cake with with an icing ring. You're supposed to write, you know, like happy happy birthday or or graduation or good job running three miles today in food bunk. And I broke down and bought a six pack of these fucking 17 ounce ginger ales. I'll probably I'll pound at least one of them on the way home. So that's it. So then ended up getting the the dinner and everything else. I mean, it was an absolute nightmare today. Well, look, I got guilted into going to the store to buy my wife ice cream and my son ice cream. Um, and obviously, if I'm getting them something, I have to get myself something. So you told me about cookies earlier today. I got myself a cookie. Just one, though. Just one cookie. Um, I enjoyed it. It was delicious. Well... I only got one cookie too. Cookie cake with with an icing ring. You're supposed to write, you know, like happy happy birthday or or graduation or good job running three miles today. And... Yeah, but mine wasn't the size of my head. It was an average. No, that thing's bigger cookie. than my head. It's one pound. Oh, Brad, I would say that your head is gigantic. If, if people were to listen to you talk about yourself, I think that people would think that your head is as big as the room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Well, so you have that a very was... high opinion of yourself, which isn't a bad thing. It's just you have a big head. 
that's not untrue. <laughs> so, like this, I'm surprised you can find hats to fit it. I do have a hard time with hats. So moving forward, you know, we've talked a little bit of a recap of our week of running. What? How are you going to train now from now until our 5K, 10K, half marathon? Are you going to put? Are you doing a plan? What are you doing? I thought we weren't talking about running plans, Brad. But yes, I'm going to have a plan. Um, for the 5K, I don't think I'm going to do anything necessarily structured. I think I'm going to run most days, maybe occasionally once or twice a week, do some kind of something speed. Um, it could be going out and doing a tempo run. It could be just throwing in some strides at the end. I don't know what I'm doing with that. But once for the 10K, I'm going to figure something out. I don't have it set aside. Um, anything above that, I'm obviously going to have a some kind of plan I'm going to try to stick to. Um, I just are don't you know yet. Buy, like do McMillan running? What are you going to do? Um, I have a McMillan. I have a couple of McMillan running ones that I've already purchased from the past. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, it works, but I might try to splice it together with some other stuff that has worked for me in the past and see what if I get a Frankenstein plan of my own together. Um, I don't know. Something like that. So nothing through the 5K. Nothing through the 5K. The 5K is a 5K. Like I'm not training for the 5K. I'm. It's just our first like benchmark, right? So that way I can see where we are. I don't have super high expectations of the 5K. I mean, I told you I only wanted to break 23 minutes. I'm content with that. So you're not going to race I do me? any speed work. I don't think I have to do any speed work to get to 23 minutes. Well, shit, yeah, I'm going to race you, Brad. I'm going to sit on you and then I'll kick you. I doubt that's going to happen, but... I'm going to look, I'm going to find some shoes that fit my feet and I'm going to take off on you. I might just go out and take the lead. Who knows? Good. Throw in a wild card. What are, what are you going to do? Are, do you have a plan in place for the 5k? Uh, no, I won't put together anything super structured for the, all the way until, well, I probably won't ever have anything structured again. Why is that? I just I don't like the rigidness of having a structured program. You know, we ran four years in college, ran in ran in high school. I don't like having having a calendar in front of me that just feels like, well, it's an absolute disappointment if I miss a workout or I don't feel good on a day. And uh, you know, like you you I know what every week is gonna look like from uh you know, like a basic workout to a long run and a medium long run during the middle of the week. Like that's pretty much every single training training plan that I've ever been involved with from McMillan running to our college running days to working with Brad Hudson for, for a, an entire cycle. There. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, why, which, why did you work with Brad? Why don't you tell everybody what you told me and why you worked with Brad Hudson? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing when you, I'm not even sure how it gets out. I mean, it. in fairness, Akron's pretty populated with good runners. So when I'm blowing past like the division three national champion and one of the best runners in NCAA history who lives around here, when I blow past him or I run past Clayton Murphy and you can just see him be like, damn dude, that, that guy is fast. I'm assuming they tell people and say, Hey, like, word on the street this bread dude is pretty good so yeah. 
pick up the phone call one day. It says Brad Hudson. I go, wow, damn, he's a famous coach. He coached Dathan Ritzenheim for some period of time. Pick up the phone. Hey, Brad, it's Brad. Said, whoa, Brigity Bro Bob, what's up, Brad? <laughs> he said, he's like, man, you know, I've been hearing the, the word on the, the towpath. It's where I run here in Akron. Word on the towpath is you're just tearing it up. I feel like you're knocking on the door of Olympic prowess. And at, I guess I was 40 at the time, 41. You're knocking on the Olympic door. I'd like to work together. I think I could really bring something. I helped Dathan Ritzenheim get to the Olympics. I think you're next. I've never coached an Olympic medalist. And I said, let's give it a shot. Like I'm planning on not being coached, but let's see what it looks like. Let's see how we can work together. What's it, what's this look like? And it was great. So, but, uh, I mean, I'm a man of free will. I've got to run. I'm a stallion. You got to let me free. Like no pen is going to hold me. See, ladies and gentlemen, that is where Brad gets the big head. <laughs> Did you not see it grow at least at least four inches <laughs> when he was telling that story? <laughs> so full of shit. <laughs> or I called Brad and asked him to coach me. That, that's the one. <laughs> that's the actual story. It's not quite as cinematic for sure. But there it is. I have not ever had – I guess – I mean my coaching in college and high school were professional coaches, but I've never had a professional coach. Not like you. Did it work? Did did, did it benefit you? You know, he taught me some really, really good running lessons. You know, like he, uh, like a lot of really good coaches right now, runs off of a 10-day period. He said, you know, seven days is just completely arbitrary. You You don't have to have a long run every seven days. In fact, 10 days actually works better that you can put more quality into the long run. So I think that's something that uh, that I've made a hybrid of. That one week is an easy long run. The next week is a is uh, is like ninety percent of your goal pace for a marathon. Uh, making well anywhere from seventy five to ninety percent of your goal pace. Um, so I've put a bit of a hybrid on that. Um, he gave me so some. When really- you say hybrid, does that mean you're still doing the seven days, or are you doing the ten? 10- 10 day rotation, but well, it's always easier to run everything off of seven days. It so, is just because you have the days off. So it's just there. So I like that. Uh, I don't want to be squeezing a long run in on a Tuesday that I'm traveling or with work, what the kids have doing. It's easier to do a long run on the weekends. Yeah, for sure. And again, I mean, your races are on the weekends and I don't know if there's any like truth to it, but getting your body prepared to run hard on the same day, almost every week like maybe, maybe physiologically it works. I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't know, Brad. I'm not a scientist. I'm just putting it out there. Well, you're a high school coach. That doesn't mean I'm a scientist. <laughs> and our 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 meets are always like variant. Like they vary every week. We might not even have a, a meet. We don't do a whole lot of meets anyway. But they're never on the same days. I I, I coach for a very small private organization. Um, so we, we don't, we don't go out there very often to a lot of big, big meets is what it is. It is what it is. I enjoy it. That's great. I have learned a lot. I've learned a lot, a lot from coaching. Good. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I I learned a lot from Brad. I, I think I learned a lot from running in college 
Uh, I've done McMillan training before. I mean, I feel like, uh, I, I mean, most days uh, you just got to let me run. Like I can't be tethered to a, to a schedule. Like you said, you're a stallion. I'm a, a, a Mustang. A Mustang. A Mustang. And yeah. When, when I do the same stuff that you're talking about, Brad, all I ever hear is shit from you. Well, I think the for the majority of people having a a schedule in front of you that somebody impartial looking at you can put together is a real benefit. It's super easy to overtrain versus I think most every good schedule that somebody puts together for somebody, most athletes would look at it and say that like I can do more than that. And I think that ultimately is kind of the goal of every single training plan is that you should look at it and say, well, this isn't going to be hard enough to get me where I want to go. So, but it's inevitably always be ends up being enough. Yeah. They always say, make your hard days hard and your easy, day easy, easy days, easy. Right. So like allow your body to recover so you can work hard. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I, <laughs> I don't, don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. The things that I hear on the ether webs. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeremy, you got anything else to add today? Um, let's see. Oh boy. Here um, comes his notes. I, I gotta look at my list. Um, no, I don't have necessarily anything else. I'm just happy that we got to do this again. Um, you know, I enjoy talking to you about our training and it keeps us again, um, on our toes and lets people see what we're doing behind the scenes. Although you claim to be some kind of like Billy badass, we are just two average-ish guys going out there and trying to get it done. So, uh, you know, maybe somebody will take something from us. Well, for, for what it's worth, I've read a couple of these to you, but uh, I've been on a chat GBT just tear yes. here. And, uh, man, they this has been – they've put out some rich intros for the Brigadey Bro Bob running podcast. Look, what I think we need to do is I think you need to read it. And I think we truly need to put like in the comments, tell us A, B, or C or A or B, which you prefer. And then that will just make it, let, let our listeners decide. All six? We'll just, yeah, I think it was seven. Let so them your, decide. Your, your mom's going to come in and say like, <laughs> this one is better? Why not? Or are you going to be We're the final? a third of we are a third of the total listeners. Like we have as much weight as I, everybody look, I've else. I've listened to it way more than three times. <laughs> I know that for sure. Fine. Okay. Read one of them. So we read one see of where them. we are. Yeah, where we are. Well, I don't want to chat GBT to be the end all be all for who we are. It's not. We like we it's said, a, we it, it's gonna earlier. end up defining us. We read this out, we put it into the ether. This may define who we are forever in perpetuity. No, we, we talked about this. We're going to like I want a Frankenstein thing. We'll Frankenstein it. Right? We'll Frankenstein it, but put it out there. you you brought it up. You brought up the All chat. right, all I I'll, what I put in here is Brigity Bro Bob's running podcast. Chat GPT. That's it. That's it. ChatGBT responds to, so the first one I put in here, Brigity Bro Bob's podcast intro. Welcome, folks, to the Brigity Bro Bob's podcast. Get ready for a wild ride of laughter, insight, and all things brotastic. 
I'm your host, and with me are my bros, Bob and Bob. We're here to bring you the latest on bro culture, share hilarious stories, and dive into all things bro-related. So buckle up, bros, because it's about to get epic. Let's dive into the world of bros with the Briggity Bro Bobs podcast. Wait, which which are you? Are you are you Bob or are you Bob? <laughs> well, it says, I'm your host, and with me are my bros, Bob and Bob. <laughs> I don't know which Bob I am. I don't know. I don't know. So then I tried to refine it because it was obviously missing the gist of, of who Jeremy and Brad are. Yeah. Said, so Brigity Bro Bob's running podcast, chat, chat GBT. Welcome runners and fitness enthusiasts to the Brigity Bro Bob's running podcast. Lace up your shoes and get ready to hit the pavement with us. I'm your host. And alongside my fellow bros, Bob and Bob, we're here to bring you the ultimate running experience. Join us as we share our training tips, discuss the latest gear, interview inspiring athletes, and explore the joy and challenges of pounding the pavement. So bros and broettes, let's tie our laces tight and embark on an exhilarating journey with the Brigity Bro Bob's Running Podcast. I love that one. I just love the broettes. <laughs> Insensitive bastard. Well, look. Well, I listen. Like I, we'll cobble together that... And I think that you have a much more melodious voice than I do. So perhaps you should be, or get your daughter. She can sing it. She could come up with an original song. I'm a bit concerned. We put that into the intro with the enthusiasm that I put into that. And this may become a full-time career. And then what happens to the Brigadie Bro Bobs? I'm out every week doing intros for podcasts. See, I thought you meant that our podcast would become your career. Not that all of a sudden you would become an announcer. <laughs> every podcast from – think of the thousands of podcasts. They're probably They're going to be thousands. clamoring for me. Probably. Probably. Brad, Brad, come and do our podcast but, intro. But you're going to have to say no to them. Sometimes you just have to say no. Oh. We have us, the Brigadier Bro Bobs. Well, I'm the only one that dressed up. You didn't fucking tell me I had to dress up. Look, I have a Google Doc right here, right here that you hate, but I don't care. I like this shirt. I can tell. It looks like you've worn it every day for the last 15 years. I wear it often, yes. Yes. This is one of my, look, this, is, this was one of my first extra large shirts. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's gotten a lot of rotation in so this is what we're scratching at is now just it's an extra large shirt like that call that what it is that that's the that's the deciding factor to wear that it fits this is one of the first yes this is one of the first wow and i like it i don't i don't wear it just because it's extra large i wear it because i unlike you don't care what people think about me and i wear what i like Okay. 66 days until our 5K. I got to get some speed work in. I got to figure out race shoes. I got to find an outfit. Should we wear the same outfit? I think we need to. I'm going to warm up in this. <laughs> well, send me the link to that guy and I'll, Amazon. I'll get it. Amazon. <laughs> That's not the link. <laughs> Amazon's got millions of 
products on there. I know, but I mean, this thing. Amazon. Okay. Shit. That's a nice. That's a, look. That's a nice microphone you've got there. Where did you get it? Amazon. No, the the outfit is straight from Amazon. The kids have been telling me I look like DJ Khaled. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go around bragging about that, Bradford. <laughs> now that you say it, I'm insulted. <laughs> so, 5K loser, whoever loses pays for dinner. What the fuck? That's not fair, Brad. I'm going to lose. Pizza. Pizza for dinner. We can find some good pizza. That's fine. I was planning on buying dinner anyway. That's fine. I mean, you're coming down here. Speaking of, are you flying or are you driving? I'll be flying. We'll do it again. Are we going to run in singlets like with uh, Brigitte Brobops pasted on it? I think we need to. I think we need to get good singlets because you told me that the singlet that I was wearing when I sent you my video looked like it was made of cotton. Which it, did. Not, but, it did. It but did. It, but it's not. It sure looks like it. <laughs> I don't. That's so way more. I don't need to know that. Is she going to be our first guest? She we need could to bring be. guests on. Yeah, oh, I think we, it, need to bring it, her on. we We said exciting guest in an interview inspiring runners who embody the bro spirit. Is she exciting? She could be. I mean, I need you to amp her up. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you know what? Stephanie had me look this up. Listen to this really quick. What is okay. bro culture, chat GBT? Yeah. Because we have bro in our name, and it keeps coming up, bro culture. And Stephanie's like, I'm not sure that you would want to promote being bro a culture. Bro. Yeah, but you also just call a close friend a bro. Like, you're my brother. They I don't are. have a brother, but you could bro. be. Bro culture is a term that refers to a specific subculture or social phenomenon associated with young men, typically characterized by certain attitudes, behaviors, and interests. It's often marked by a focus on camaraderie. That's us. A sense of brotherhood. You just called me a brother. And a shared set of values and activities. Shared activities is running. Isn't that just being friends? That's what like, I'm thinking. That's br- well. Bring any friend bobs? <laughs> we can change that. In bro culture, there's an emphasis on masculinity, athleticism. That's a hallmark for us. Yeah. And a carefree or laid back lifestyle. It hence your jank shirt. Common elements of bro culture include a love for sports, particularly mainstream sports like football, basketball, and extreme sports. Bro culture often involves gauging and engaging in physical activities such as weightlifting, fitness, could be running, and outdoor pursuits like hiking or surfing. Bro culture is often associated, uh, associated with certain slang or catchphrases, specific fashion choices like athletic wear or casual clothing with a particular sense of humor characterized by banter, sarcasm, and lighthearted teasing among friends. Sounds like a friendship. What's wrong with bro? Overall, bro culture is a multifaceted and evolving phenomenon with both positive and negative aspects. And its definition may vary depending on context and an individual experience. 
Well, I would think that we're, we're a positively defined bro culture. So in our description of Brady Brobop's podcast, we're going to have to put a disclaimer of what our definition of bro culture is. I think we need to work on that. Yeah, we can put it on the Google Doc, Brad. No. <laughs> Your fucking <laughs> Google Doc. What is wrong? It's such Google a Doc? like, it's such a teacher thing to do. Well, Brad, I just hey, there's this it. amazing feature that I found. It's called Google Docs, where we can share notes back and forth. Well, how else are we gonna do it? This is a written text piece. me, text me. That's a written it's, piece. It's not as organic, Brad. It's more bro. It might be more bro. Nobody that defines the bro culture is going to be using Google Docs. Look, I only, I guess then, mildly fit into that mold. Your Google Docs is like old man culture. You just, well, what culture is it? Is it me being a teacher? Is it me being a middle-aged man? Is it me All just of the above. Me- is it me just trying to make life easier for the two of us? We can share ideas without having to text a paragraph. I'm not using your Google Doc. Brad, I put so much effort into that. It took me like 12 and a half seconds to get to put that together. I even yeah. look, look, I spent more time trying to figure out the font on that Google Doc than I did creating the damn chart. Jeremy. The font. This thoughtful podcast is over. <laughs> All right, dude. All, <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> All right, brigity bro. I'll talk to you next uh, week, bro. All right, bro. Number bro. Number bro. Bob. Number one. <laughs> I wish it, it, it. I don't think our first our first interview has got to be a Bob. <laughs> it has to be. I don't know any Bob. I do know a Bob actually. Katie's cousin is a Bob. I office space. He... I've got a meeting with the Bobs. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Maybe we can look. We reach out to those guys. They come on as the Bobs on the our Bobs. podcast. They could be the Bobs. We might we might be pigeonholing ourselves where that's becomes this is just the interview channel for Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> There are worse channels out there, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this one's going to be tough to beat. All right. Well, this concludes another episode, an exciting episode of Brigity Bro Bobs. Brigity Bro Bobs. Brigity Bro Bobs. I'll catch you later, dude. All right, buddy. See you, bro. See you, bro.